Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about the world's greatest football team, Aston Villa. This week, Villa's young stars shone as we beat Barrow 6-0 in the EFL Cup. And I'm joined by a special guest, the Toronto Lions chairman, Brett Bates, to talk all about that and how the Lions are now meeting up as restrictions ease. Brett is currently temporarily back in the UK and went to the Newcastle game at Villa Park, so I started off by asking him what that experience was like. Oh, it's amazing. So good to be back. It's reality starting to come and hit us in the face again, which is refreshing. Um, So good to see family. I know that's separate, but it's really good to be back to see my family and of course, to be back at the Villa game, back uh, back in the Holt end where I feel like I belong, which I can't be at every week. <laughs> mm. uh, we say so we, we have our Holt end in the air, in the pub anyway. We'll try and re- recreate that atmosphere <laughs> as much as we can. And how, how did it feel at the Newcastle game? I mean, I was there as well, but I, if I said it sort of was like a bit of a carnival, you know, everybody being back in the stadium together for the first time, it was a, a really positive vibe. I thought. I mean, did you did you feel similar? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It was, it was, it was more positive than I've seen Villa Park in years. Actually, even the Boo Boys were pretty happy. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was really, it was quite a refreshing atmosphere. Hopefully, that continues. Long may that continue because the more positivity from us, the more positive play we'll get on the pitch because it's definitely replicated from the the atmosphere in the stands. Yeah, because I think what I'd say, thank God that Callum Wilson goal didn't go in. Otherwise, the oh. the, the whingy contingent might have been. <laughs> I've yeah, gone into overdrive, um, but but the the most recent game then has been uh, Barrow uh, in the uh, EFL Cup, uh, beat them six uh, nil, a very convincing victory. Um, albeit that obviously they're not the greatest opposition, but you know it's still a big win. Um, what did you make of it? I mean, a win's a win. I think all of us Villa fans can say that we'd love a good cup run. Mm. Um, but when we do play these lower league teams, it is nice to see the the, uh, the young lads getting a run um, against professional, fully grown opposition. Whether it's Barrow, they're still a professional team. Mm. But with obviously the mix of Gilbert and Algarzi getting the score shit as well. But Cameron Archer, what I'm, I, I just he's come out of nowhere really for me. This hat trick is just blew me away. Really. Know, as you say, I know it's Barrow and they are lower league, but. Scoring a hat-trick in a professional game isn't something that comes across as easily as, I guess, he made it look. Yeah, to be to be one of his first ever Villa, you know, first-team games, uh, to go and score a hat-trick is something he'll never forget. Surely you'd, you'd hope it would give him confidence to keep keep going, you know? Um, yeah, fantastic. I'm, and I'm with you. I, personally, I mean, there's a lot of focus on other names, you know. I've heard a lot about Louis Barry after his goal against Liverpool and, you know, the... The team that won the uh, Youth Cup last season, you know, Carney Chukwameka um, and others like that. But um, so Cameron Archer was kind of one that, as he was on loan at Solio Moores, not someone I was too aware of. So to see him, I mean, they were great goals as well. I mean, um, you know, the second goal, particularly the chip. That was really good, the second goal. I I thought he was going to score, but when he scored it that way, I thought, oh, that's that's tidy. Mm. And do you you think he could uh, potentially... Get some first team minutes this season. I mean, obviously we've got Watkins and Ings, and but Wesley's now at Club Bruges, and yeah, exactly with Wesley going out the door. I mean, absolutely. I mean, why not? You've got to have you've got to have a striker on the bench, and sure, why not? He's definitely got the talent. I mean, 
there's only one way to find out, and that's in the deep end. So we'll probably yeah. see him at some point. Well, I thought a couple of the other, the other young lads really stuck out last night. I mean, we obviously Jaden Philogene um, Bidays made his debut last season against Spurs, yeah. as did Carney Chukwameka. Um, what did you think of those two last night? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that whole under-21 setup is they are all shining lights, aren't they? I mean, all of them. Should, we could talk about every single one of them, to be honest, because they all have their own reasons for being spoken about. Um, mm. but yeah, they're, they're all, they're all, it was really promising. It is very exciting, very exciting. And they've been doing nothing but sign more players as well, more promising youth. Mm. So even even the under twenty threes, they're they're fighting their position as well. So yeah, very very exciting for all of them. And you see, like Josh Feeney, the uh, I think he's the under sixteen England captain. He's just recently been signed. So it's it's almost like Villa's aim is to sign all of the best young players in the country. And then you know, if one or two of them turn out to be brilliant, age twenty twenty one, all right, fair enough. They might be sold for what, you know fifty sixty million. Obviously, we don't want to be a selling club, but if that happens and you look at it, and you think, "Well, <laughs> we've gained sixty million quid or whatever." Well, exactly. If they if they have one player that's successful, then that makes all of this worth it. Mm. it? Look, I mean, look, I'm I'm saying it again, Jack, that one hundred million pounds that's probably played paid for the academy for the past God knows how long since it began. Yeah. So you get one of those every ten years; it's worth it. But we've been handpicking all the West Brom top talent. Your youth talent, I should say, as well. So if it's one of those, it'll give us extra bargain rights. Not we need any at the moment, but yeah. take it all. Yeah, my West Brom fans have responded to me when I've been moaning about City taking our best players over the last sort of, 10 years. Um, their response to me has always been like, have you seen what you've been doing to our academy in the last couple of years? <laughs> it's like a, a bit of a blind spot for me, that one. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Uh, the one player that really sticks out for me, I think, um, I mean, Jaden obviously uh, is a really, you know, skillful player and somebody who could grow and grow. Obviously, Jacob Ramsey as well is another player who's come through in the last year. But yeah, I think Jacob Ramsey being in the first team, he's kind of bulked up a bit. Um, he uh, And uh, you were at the Newcastle game. Um, did, did you think he, was, he put a good claim for man of the match? He, he was fantastic, I thought. He, he really shone. He really shone. I mean, he's going to be—he's going to be one to watch for the rest of the season. I hope he gets more game time as well because he was brilliant, making great moves, nice passes, and same nice vision in the box. Yeah, he was brilliant. I really hope he continues with this. Uh, Smith keeps starting because I thought he was fantastic. Mm, He's—I think he's a very like intricate player, Ramsey. I think when he, yeah. and what I love about him is that you know I, I used to notice this when I played a bit more when I was younger that there'd be some midfielders who would watch the game and everybody, everyone on the pitch was moving a certain direction, but there'd be one very intelligent midfielder who was on the ball and would turn the other way and would send yep. the game in another direction. And Ramsey, I think, does that quite a lot. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a player to sort of watch and think maybe he can sort of um, grow into something that's far better than we even anticipate at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, and, I mean, and, he's... He's got plenty of years, youth, and years and youth to progress. So absolutely, his brother Aaron as well looking good last night against Barrow. Yes, he was. He was another shining light from the academy. Definitely. Um, I'm loving all the brothers though that's going on in the Villa Academy at the moment. The Chukwemeka brothers, um, the Ramsey brothers. Uh, yeah, and I, I personally think Carney Chukwemeka. Um, I, I texted a friend last night. Every time I've seen him, I've been like. You know when you just know, you know when you just know someone has it. Um, 
that man. Uh, and my friend, we're, we're both like such bruised Villa fans. Uh, he's messaged back and said, we're not holding on to him for long. <laughs> Pep Guardiola <laughs> yeah. Guardiola's Guardiola going to decide he needs another midfielder um, yeah. relatively soon. What do you think? Do you think you'll get quite a bit of first team minutes this season? Um, I'm probably not. I mean, but the, the competition in the first team is pretty intense. Um, never say never, I guess. I mean, as maybe as the season progresses and injuries happen, because they will, we'll get them. You always get a few. You could sneak in that way. Um, maybe he's, yeah. he's good enough. He's good enough. I would like to see him have a few starts. Um, yeah. He's good enough. He deserves it. He's got the talent. So maybe later on in the season when we're a bit more comfortable. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. When, when we solidified our place in the top four. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so last night, obviously, um, also we saw Connor Howrahan had a look, he had a good game. Matt Target played. Gilbert as well got a goal. Uh, what yeah. I was going to ask you as well, um, you know, Ashley Young came in and we we saw him at Newcastle play at left back, starting over Target. After Target had a, he, he had a poor game against Watford. Yeah, he did. Um, but do you, what do you? Um, think going forward do you think Target should come back in now? Yeah I do I mean we've seen it with Target before and he has got a poor game in him mm. and last year they were pretty rare they were pretty few and far between but yeah he was Yeah, come on we've all had a bad day at work and I think that was a bad day at the office for him he's a good player he's a good solid defender he's, he's, he's got potential again to be one of the top defenders in the country so I think he just had a bad day because we've all seen him play much better than that. And actually, having Ashley Young on your on your on your backside, that's not a bad thing. He's going to keep you. Maybe it gave him a bit of anxiety that one day. Who knows? But mm. I think when he when we we play, we will play him again. He'll he'll come back with the Rangers. He's, he's a good defender. He makes some cracking tackles. But mm. Ashley Young as well, you could say that he does have a more attacking presence about him as well. So it will draw players out of position. Maybe having a defender like that. I don't know. It's it's good to have the options. It's a refreshing. Change. <laughs> yeah, it's very refreshing change to, for compared to recent seasons. Um, and uh, we mentioned the other day as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see Target and Bailey both left footers um, forming a relationship down that side if it comes to pass. And uh, I think also with Ashley Young as well, um, he's a canny signing in the sense that he's so experienced, so a lot of our younger players can learn from him. And also, he offers versatility. So if we want to. Yeah. Let's imagine one day this season we play a three-five-two or something, and we could stick him out as a right winger, Bailey on the left. It, it's just it just feels agree. like Villa have are a more unpredictable team perhaps this season. We got so many options, and you never know what. Even Bush Villa fans are like no idea what the team sheet is going to be each week. It comes out like mm. with Target and Ashley Young. You just don't know who, which one's going to start, and it is refreshing because I don't know Ashley Young could play in more of a progressive role, and both could play. So mm. a bit more of the Ashley Young that we knew. The years gone by, but yeah, it is very, it is interesting. Much more is keeping us on our toes, especially yeah. you guys on the podcast. Yeah, and um, you mentioned as well, uh, it'd be nice to see a cup run for the Villa. Um, how sweet would it be, you know, to finally? It's been a long time. Nineteen ninety-six was our yes. last big trophy. Um, how does. sweet would that be to see us get to a, another final? And fi- you know, we've been to a few finals, lost quite a few. Um, how nice would it be to be back in one? Oh, it'd be beautiful. I mean, it's been it's been a long time coming. We've got the squad. We yeah. really do have the squad. We've got the potential. So yeah, I, I do think Dean Smith as well. It could be a way of us pushing on again, even if we do finish mid-table. And but oh, we've won the, we've won a cup, and it's like that. It's still progression. As long as we keep progressing, I think that's important. Um, we've got the depth because you do need depth because you've got to, obviously the Premier League is more important. 
as much as, as traditionally it's like the FA Cup and whatever. You can't deny the Premier League is more important now. So we do have more depth to keep. Like, look at this squad that we played against Barrow. I know it was the kids, but look, it is the kids and we still mm. won comfortably. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can get a cup. I mean, we all love a cup run. They're such good fun. Yeah. You never know who you're going to play. I know we don't, can't play the Blues now. We're not in the League Cup anyway, because <laughs> oh, they're out. So. Yeah. Thank God. And what, what do you think about uh, league ambitions this season? Do we have like a what, what's our kind of a realistic aim? Do you think? I mean, I realistically, think we we can progress from last year. Um, what we eleventh on was absolutely. I mean, I, a lot of us thought pre before the season started. I mean, you have that pre season optimism, don't you? But mm. absolutely top half the table. Actually, I would be disappointed if we finished lower than tenth this year. Mm. Um, Anywhere above that, I'll be happy, especially if we have a cup run. That'd be cracking. Yeah, I think uh, the Newcastle game slightly reassured me a bit after the Watford game. Watford had a slight wobble um, about what might happen. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, with so many new players, um, new coaching staff as well, Absolutely. It, it's always going to be, a, we're always just going to have to be a bit patient, I think, in the first few months this season. Well, there's been a lot, as you said, there's been a lot of changes. And you can see on the pitch in the Watford game, they just weren't clicking, they weren't gelling. There's no real, there's almost an awkwardness to the play. Mm. So, I mean, that does come from the, the back room as well, as well as on the pitch. So, but the, as you said, the Newcastle game was very reassuring. They did start to gel. Danny Ings was getting in the right, I mean, he, like he did in the Southampton shirt, finding the right places and understanding where other players are going to be to get into where the ball's going to be obviously nodded on. Tyra means putting it in that place, mirroring mm. that England goal a few months back. But yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm much more optimistic after the the Newcastle game. They were they were they were pretty good. And there's a question that's kind of intriguing um, me, and uh, you know, I've seen a lot of Villa fans to be honest at the moment. Is when Ollie Watkins is fit, what what do we do? Do you do you think do you think we're going to play the Ings and Watkins together, that the Wings partnership, the Watkins or whatever it'd be called. Uh, <laughs> I think we will. I think we'll play two up top. I mean, we have to. We, you can't have two strikers like that. Yeah. Maybe they'll play in a line, but I think we'll be putting two, two up top, optimal mm. style. Maybe a, maybe a three, five, two. I don't know. But I think we will be absolutely putting two up top, and that'll be quite a quite a force, though. See, I'm pretty excited to see that. Yeah. Very excited. Feels like Watkins will do all the running and the pressing, and Ings will just exactly. be the man who sort of you know appears. Um, I said the other day that you know, the two games of watching play for Villa, it's like he's one of those classic strikers where you don't really notice him for long periods, yeah. and then he just appears and oh, it's the goal. Okay, yeah, exactly. Like, like like the overhead kick, he's like you, you didn't you didn't notice his positioning, but well, neither did the. Uh, Newcastle defenders, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's, he, he's that kind of sneaky striker. I mean, Watkins will put in the work and get all the attention. And then there you go. Ings is in the right place at the right time. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah. Well, it was lovely to get a uh, start off the, our EFL quest um, with a good uh, <laughs> a good 6-0 hammer in. Um, exactly. Hopefully it can power us onto the final. And who knows, we may meet Man City themselves once again. This time. We better win. We yeah. better win this time. <laughs> that that will be wow. The dream, the dream is set if we win. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a moment that would be! Incredible. Right. All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Instagram, 
and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. Now it's time for a new section where we ask Brett a spicy question. It's as hot as a curry in the Balti Triangle. Um, it's something that's designed to get the creative juices flowing. And today I'm telling you, Brett, that you've got a 100 million quid just landed in your bank account. But oh you can't take it out on Broad Street. You can't go on a big <laughs> night out. You can't take it out in Toronto or New York or wherever. Um, instead, you've got to buy some players for the villa. Now, who would you be spending it on? And do you think do you think Villa have finished in the transfer window? I'll start with that one first. I do think we've finished in the mm. transfer window. I think they're going to watch and see what happens with these players and if they carry on gelling like they did in the Newcastle game. Um, hey, come Christmas, who knows? Maybe we'll get a nice January present. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how they get on. But as of right now, I'm going to say they're going to they're going to they're going to pang around as they are. Stickers, stick, stickers be. But if they, if we, if we were to sign somebody, do you think there's any kind of position within the team where you would like to see someone new come in? Um, I mean, we can always have our dream signings. Um, so I would like to see us have cover for John McGinn. He's, uh, if he gets injured, I would, would worry that we would have a big gap in the middle because he's covering Jack's spot now. So maybe some coverage there, but. I really don't know. I think they've done such a cracking job of signing new players. A hundred million. I mean, we could sign Madison. Why not? We've got hundred million quid. Let's mm. go for it. Throw in, a, throw in a cheeky bit at Leicester. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Madison wouldn't be a bad one. I think um, I asked this question the other week and I actually thought to myself that the player I'd love to see, two players I think would make a massive difference to Villa would be players like Suchek and Declan Rice from West mm. Ham. I just feel that with our centre midfield, sometimes in the last two years, uh, we've been overrun. Yeah. Just certain They things. can be. I mean, Tyrone Mings, I mean, Villa fans know this. He's usually pretty solid, but he does have that mistake in him. Mm. We've seen it in an England shirt and a Villa shirt. Um, so coverage for him would be, I mean, he's the captain as well, but I mean, you put Declan Rice in any team, he's going to be a shiny light. He's, he's a cracking player. Mm. So... I mean, concert. I, I can't fault him. I think he's fantastic. Fantastic, isn't he? Uh, yeah, that's that is a that is an awkward one. Is I think concert's the player that I'm sort of most worried about hearing various transfer rumours about over time. I just it's very rare you get centre backs of his sort of class and quality. The way he reads the game, he's just a brilliant defender. He is brilliant, and yeah, I mean, one day, I mean, if we don't make it, he will be playing the Champions League with somebody he's that he's good enough mm. so hopefully we can hold on to him and put him in our champions league squad he signed a, a new contract not too long ago um again that doesn't always mean anything as we as we found out recently but i'm hopeful that there's, there's a good vibe at villa at the moment it feels like there's a good vibe that you, you sometimes just see that the players do just get on with each other quite nicely and that they're aiming for something uh i just I think for me, I think Villa are not a million miles away from competing for the top four now. Um, we probably, I just think sometimes there was a couple of occasions last year where our centre mid got a little bit overrun or um, 
they get a bit muddled up sometimes. They just they they think they're in each, they're covering each other when neither are covering either. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it's it is a spicy question that one. <laughs> it is. It's a tough um, one, but it is it is a good one because it's it's there's so there's such talent in the Premier League. There's so much talent. It's like it's, you get this. You could have a list of players as long as your arm of players yeah. that we'd love to see in the Villa shirt. I mean, we got Dan Links. He was on the list. Yeah, exactly. Ward Prowse, another one we were linked with. And what would you know? We're talking about mentioned centre mid there, and um, um, Douglas Louise returns after a year of non-stop football. He's having to keep on playing. Um, he returned against Newcastle. Uh, what did you think of his display? I mean, uh, he wasn't really. It was all right, but as you say, he's he's been playing a lot of football. And honestly, I think he needs a bit of a, a bit of a rest. Yeah, everybody does it, especially in sports. They do. They need these off-season breaks for a reason. Uh, refresh the battery. So I would, I, I would worry about him a little bit this year. Mm. Um, but as you say, there is there is cover for him. There is the youth as well. We've, we've mentioned earlier on to cover his position, had it need be. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's a in-out player rather than a consistent player, mm. even just to bring his energy level back. Well, he's a good player. I do think in the coming years, we will need to move on from players like him to to put in better play- I mean, he's not a bad player, but better players. Yeah, Same as our championship squad, we need we do need to move on. As much as we hold him closely to our heart now for taking us out the dirty doldrums of the championship, we do need to move on mm. from these players if we realistically do want to take the next step. And I think they are, but it's, it is a, it's a slow long process and you don't want to do too quickly 100 million quid helps though yeah <laughs> and yeah to be honest I wouldn't be too surprised if one or two of the youth players do step up you know and maybe there's one or two players have got their eye on who think that they maybe think will and also a player we could easily forget is Morgan Sansos yeah poor guy's exactly. been injured all the time for us really so we're still not seeing really what he can do yet no, and I think he will. He'd be a good player. I mean, we did see him a few, but a few games in me last year. But he, he didn't. As you say, even when players come back from an injury as long, long time out, it's, it's still on their mind. It takes them a few games to get back to being comfortable on the pitch, and that's the same with you're a professional or you're us playing five aside. It's, it's you've just got to be comfortable on the field again. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping he stays fit long enough to shine through into the squad. Mm. Time will tell in this season. There's a if not, put him in some cup games. Yeah, he gets some against some lower league opposition. Get his fitness back. So that was our spicy question, and then we had a fair few ideas about who we would sign for Villa if 100 million quid just happened to fall into our bank accounts. If you have any opinions on whether Villa should sign anyone before the end of the transfer window, please do let us know. You can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at allvillanofilla at gmail.com. Brett, you are the uh, chairman of the Toronto Lions. Now, we spoke to you about them earlier this year when our podcast had just started up, really. Um, so it is, it's lovely to talk to you again. Can you give us an update? Yeah. Can you give us an update on kind of now that, you know, things are opening up a bit more? Um, are the Toronto Lions, are you meeting up again? Are you sort of going out to games and all that? 
Yeah, we are. We started up in full swing again in a brand new pub with a brand new pub deal as well. We're uh, we're in the Wheat Sheaf Tavern now. Uh, it's Toronto's oldest pub, which it's not in bad shape. It's been renovated, but it's uh, it's a cracking pub. The staff are brilliant. Uh, we've got five dollar pints and ten dollar breakfast, and it's a big breakfast. So we've got so it's really good, really good spot. Big TV. We've got TV around all around the top as well. So there's always somewhere to watch the game. But we, we, we try to bring an atmosphere as well. We do things like we're going to be doing a lot more things for Acorns this year as well. We've got the uh, North American meetup where all the North Americans and some from all over the world, Britain, Kidderminster, of course, the Kiddie Boys and Bahrain, Lions. We get people from all over coming to the meetup. So we'll be hosting that probably in that pub as well. So that's a summit to be looked forward to, gearing towards that as well. So it's always it's very exciting times for us Toronto Lions. Mm, and I was going to say, like, you know, um, I noticed we get a fair few listens from um, Canada, which, you know, really surprises me. It's just like a real range of places. You know, how do people get involved with the Toronto Lions if they want to, you know, if, if any Villa fans listening to this? I mean, the best way to get in touch with anyone in Toronto or any of the Toronto Lions is on our Facebook, if you have that. If not, we do have uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. But if you just search for Aston Villa Toronto Lions, top, top of the Google search, you'll find us straight away on whatever platform you use. Uh, if you are in the city and you don't have social media, just come to the pub. We're always there mm. every game. And you will hear us and see us in our Villa shirts. <laughs> Everybody's always welcome. I make a big point of that. It doesn't matter on any any form of background, whatever. doesn't matter. Just come on down. You'll have, a, you'll have some instant friends. And how many take part at the moment, would you say? We've been having the from uh, first game, I think that was in the high 40s, something like that. I think the, the last game, Newcastle, I think they were in the 30s. So, yeah, probably around mm. there. We will tail off a little bit as a season. I'm in 20, usually in about the 20s we get. When uh, On your average Tuesday night in Stoke, we'll get about 20. And we have met a few of the other North American Lions. Uh, Rick Leong is one who comes to mind from California. Brittany Klein, uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. What's the sort of plan for the North American meetup this year? Are you or are you going to go ahead with it? Um, is, is COVID yeah. allowing it? Well, it's just allowing it now. When I, as soon as I get back, I'm going to try to put the gears. Well, I've been doing it while I'm here as well, putting emails. But I'm hoping to announce a date pretty much as soon as I'm back. We're going to we're trying to do a hotel deal as well, so people can come and stay for cheap. Um, yeah, but we've got to sort the pub out as well because we will probably be in our pub the wheat sheaf for the game, but we've got all the other festivities as well. And they do have a lot of tourists already in the wheat sheaf, so we'll probably have somewhere else. There's a few things to organise. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping, don't quote me for this, please, but I'm <laughs> going to say beginning of November, hopefully. Okay. Um, but we will have to see. We'll have to see. Just keep your eyes on our social media I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no, it's good to hear that you're all sort of back of meeting up and all that. And, uh, you know, I've just recently gotten involved with the London Lions as well. And so, no, it's it's, it's a great thing to be involved with. But, uh, you know, um, before you go, can I just ask you, we've got Brentford this weekend. Yeah. Firstly, are you uh, going to go to the game? And secondly, how do you think it's going to go? Um, I think we're going to, I mean, we should win, but they, they, they're a sneaky team. Mm. They're a sneaky team. Uh, Brentford, they've got good players. Obviously, we know we've we've poached a couple from there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Dean, Dean Smith does know them well. Obviously, he does, they're not all his players now. I think we will win. I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be harder than the Newcastle game. I do quite rate Brentford, and I do think they'll stay up for the record while we're on it. Um, yeah, I think we'll win. Just I'd say 
probably a 2 1. Mm. So we'll probably, that will concede and then draw, pull back two because that's the Villa fans fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if ever, if ever a striker needs a goal, historically Villa and Newcastle have been two teams that have been quite good to play against. So, you know, Ivan Tony hasn't scored yet. But um, um, I think one thing that gives me hope is that they're, you know, um, they played Crystal Palace last week. Um, Palace like Villa, lots of new players, new coaches and all that. And um, Brentford didn't really create much against them. Um, yeah. And Palace played a similar sort of 4-3-3 that we like. So my hope is that Brentford don't create much at Villa Park. Um, of course, I'll get a chance or two. But uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see, do, does he keep Ashley Young? And does if Ollie Watkins is fit, does he come in? Um, quite a lot. It's, it's interesting. It's hard to call Villa at the moment. Yeah, it, it, as I say, we, we don't know what we're going to see each team shoot each time it comes out. I do think we'll see Matty Target back. I do. Mm. I think it's important to get even for, for confidence for the lad. Even if you bring him off a uh, youngie, sixty minutes in, just just bring him on. Just, just yeah, we've got faith in you, Matty. Don't worry. Yeah. Matt. We know, we know you can do it. Target um, for England. Yes, I'd be happy with that as long as he didn't play like he does against Watford. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll. Uh, I do think we'll get it in the back. Crystal Palace are a hard, hard level to say where they are as well, because as you say, they do have a lot of new players. I do think Palace will be alright this year. Our pub share team, by the way, they are a cracking bunch. The Palace Toronto. Ah, uh, so there's a fair a few bunch. different different fan groups out there that you meet up with. Yeah, I mean, especially Palace. We we as I say, we share the pub with them. But I've, I'm good friends with their chairman, so he's a, well, a Toronto Thanks. Palace chairman, I should say. Um, is it is a Birmingham City fan group out there? Are they? Are they? I have searched them down to try and send some shade their way, but I, they're they're not organised. They're around. I've seen them because I've seen stickers that I've had to cover up with Villa stickers, obviously. Yeah. Um, so they exist, but I don't think they I don't think they're organised, which is a shame. Cause it'd be a good laugh. We got yeah. laugh. Well, if you see them stickers, you should warn the local Canadian police. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> some, some reprobates around. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, Brett, it was it's been great to talk to you, and thanks a lot for coming on on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. It was uh, great to chat to you. Um, good luck for hopefully a good season. Uh, we'll see, mate. I'm optimistic. And I know you are. And it, it was great to hear, you know, how the Toronto Lions are, are back up and you know able to get going again now with um, restrictions sort of lessening and all that. So, uh, yeah, it'd be great to talk to you again in future. Absolutely, I'd love to come on. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Always good to chat to you. We will be back later this week for our review of the Brentford game. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.